Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim In the name of Allah, the most beneficent, the most merciful The Islamic Propagation Office at Rabwa www.islamhouse.com Is pleased to present to you this lecture Na'udhu billahi min shuroori anfusina wa min sayyati a'malina Min yahdihillahu falamudullalah ومن يضلل فلا هادي له أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله ما أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن إلا وأنتم مسلمون يا أيها الناس اتقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحدة وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تتاءلون به والأرحام إن الله كان عليكم رقيبا يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم أعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما أما بعد فإن أصدق الحديث كلام الله وخير الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الأمور محدثاتها فإن كل محدثة بدعة وكل بدعة ضلالة كل ضلالة في النار وإنما توعدون لآت وما أنتم بمعجزين أبريز الله سبحانه وتعالى and he's the only one worthy of praise I seek his help, his guidance, and his forgiveness. I believe in him and I trust him. I seek refuge on Almighty Allah from the evil of our passion. Indeed, whomsoever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala guides him to Islam, no one can mislead him after Allah. And whomsoever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala puts him astray, no one can guide him after Allah. I testify openly that there is no deity worthy of worship except Allah Rabbil Alameen. And I testify that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is his messenger and the seal of all the prophets. O Muslims, you must know that the best speech is the speech of Almighty Allah which is the Quran. The best guidance is the course of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam which is his sunnah. The words of all affairs is innovation and addition to the religion of Islam. Indeed, every addition to the religion of Islam will lead to hellfire. I adjure you as well as myself to fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to the best of your ability, fear Allah, and don't die unless you are Muslim. After this, I greet you all with the greeting of Islam. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. May the peace and the blessing of Almighty Allah be with you all. And inshallah, this is the last and the final chapter or class concerning common mistakes during the Salah that done by some Muslims. And we start today with the mistakes that done after the Tatlim or related to after the prayer. 
some of the Muslims, they make one sajda after they finish their salah. And some they do two sajda without being committing any error, any mistakes in their salah. So they are not prostrating due to the fact that they had forgotten something in their salah to judicial. But they do two sajda to out of desire of getting closer to Allah. And in actuality, this is not the way of the Prophet not in any hadith that we know the Prophet used to prostrate after the prayer or any of the Sahaba had practiced such act. Imam Al-Izz ibn Abdul Salam rahmatullahi alayhi he said the Sharia didn't come with any prostration after the prayer without being for forgiveness and we could not make this for purpose of getting closer to Allah because for somebody who want to do something to bring him or her closer to Allah we have to have a legislation from Allah or his Prophet in the time and in the place and in the, in the action or in the way how to do it as example a person could not go and stand in Arafah without being in time for Hajj assuming that is pleasing Allah by doing this or a person could not go run between Safa and Marwa without being in Umrah or Hajj assuming that they please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala by doing this so the jahil person will come or try to come closer to Allah by inventing things in his deed and this is not acceptable some of the Sufis they said that we do two sajda after salah because there is no human being except that his heart during the salah will deviate somehow therefore the heart commit a mistake and deviation and neglecting during the prayer therefore that we make two sajda to make up for whatever that our heart did during the salah and you can see how the shaitan making a way and making philosophy for those people the people of bid'ah therefore it's not supposed after to finish your prayer to make a sajda or two sajda for no reason 
and what I mean by reason that you made a mistake in your salah. Number two. As we understand, after the salah, we've been taught a dua and dhikr to be said after the salah. And a lot of things been taught by the Prophet sallallahu And every Muslim should learn it or at least learn some of it to say it after the salah as example. The saying Astaghfirullah three times after the Salah. The saying of Allahumma anta salam wa minka salam tabarakta yadha al-jalali wal-ikram. Or that was the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam had taught Mu'adh. And he said, indeed I love you Mu'adh, Mu'adh, so don't forget to say after each obligatory prayer, Allahumma a'inni ala dhikrika which means, O oh Allah, enable me to worship you right, to remember you, and to be grateful to you. But the mistake is done by some Muslims, that they make some of this dua, and some of this dhikr, or all of it, collectively, in jama'ah. And sometimes the Imam, he may lead them in it. And you can see that he says, Subhanallah. And after this, everybody will start to say, Subhanallah. And after this, he will say, Alhamdulillah. Everybody will start to say, Alhamdulillah. Say, Allahu Akbar. Everybody will start to say, Allahu Akbar. Doesn't matter if they finish 33 or not. So they follow the Imam. And we don't know that the Prophet ﷺ had led the Sahaba, had led the Sahaba in dhikr or in dua after the Salah or that they did it in collective form. So this is a mistake. There is two mistakes in this issue. One of saying it loud and secondly of saying it together. And by saying it loud, will be a disturbance for each other. And will be raising voice, which is not the adab of the dua. The proper manner of dua, supplicating to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had give us instruction in the Quran, ud'u rabbakum tadarru'an wa khufya, innahu la yuhibbu al-mu'tadeen. So that means you are not supposed to be loud in your dua. Okay? And this is called transgression. Because you transgress on the rights of others. You disturb in others. And you understand in many cases, people will come late in salah. So when the imam finishes salah, they get up and they won't continue in their prayer. So for you to be saying your zikr, or your dua loud, you are disturbing the people who try to finish their prayer. The bottom line, very important to understand it is sunnah to make dhikr 
and to make these things that the Prophet taught us, but not loud, neither to make it in collective form. Number three, using the zikr bead after the salah, and also keeping it always in your hand, and some people hang it in their neck, which is imitation for some of these Sufis and the Hindus and the other people. Actually, that the victory bead is something which has been inherited from other beliefs and other religions. And the Sunnah of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam that he used to count the 33 in his own hand. There is no hadith that says that the Prophet ﷺ used to say the tasbih with a zikr beat. And also the proper way is to do it with your right hand. And you see that some Muslims, they took this zikr beat as a fashion. And even some of them, they compete with, with each other, which is attributed is more value or more expensive or spend more money in it. And some people consider this attributed, the ones that you bought from Mecca, as more virtues and has some kind of mysteries or whatever it is than the one you buy from other places. Number four. Raising the hand to supplicate after the obligatory prayer. The Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he did not do that. And for some people to believe, mistakenly, to believe that this is part of the salah, or it is sunnah, or it is better to make dua after each obligatory prayer, this is a mistake. We don't have this from the Prophet ﷺ, neither the Sahaba. Also, that people after they make the dua, they wipe their face with their hand. This also another mistake. The Prophet ﷺ, we don't know that he used to wipe his face with his hand except in one condition. This when you go at night to sleep, you take your two hands, put them together, and recite Ikhlas Falaqinnas. And after this, you blow in your hands, and after this you wipe your body, starting with the head. This is the only occasion that we know. The Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam used to put his hands together and blow in it and wipe over his head, his face, the whole body. But in a normal case, when a person raises his hands for dua before his face, after he finish, he put his hand down, there is no wiping of the face. 
Number six, also from the common mistakes that done after Salah by some Muslims that after saying Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah, they shake hands with each other. And also they say to each other, Taqabbal Allah, or Haraman. Taqabbal Allah, that means may Allah accept. And haraman, that means you may make it in the haram. Okay? So some people say, what's wrong in this? Yes, this is not sunnah, but what's wrong to say haraman? That means I have a good wish for my Muslim brother to pray in the haram. So I'm saying haraman. So we ask, if it's something good, why the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam didn't teach us this? تقبل الله or حرمان something good okay how is it now so if something good why the prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم didn't teach us this okay so a person would say السلام عليكم ورحمة الله to the right Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah to the left to end his salah but it's nothing to be said to each other and no shake hand when you meet your Muslim brother before the salah or when he come to the mosque whatever you say assalamu alaikum and shake hand so if you already saw him and you already greeted him and you already met him before the salah why are you making another greeting after the salah if this is something good, beneficial, rewarded, the Prophet ﷺ will teach us this. And this is so common among the Muslims. As soon as the person says, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah, he will shake hand with the person on the right, shake hand with the person on the left. And some people even they hug, and some people they kiss. Alright? From the common mistakes that some people believe that if he overslept or he missed his prayer, that he will make it up in the next day on the same time, i.e., as example, if for some reason that Abdurrahman overslept, he didn't make Salat al-Zuhr, he woke up after Asr, so he didn't make Zuhr, so he will go ahead and make Asr, and the next day he will make two Zuhr. This is not correct. The proper way, as the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam had taught us, that man nasiya salah, man nama an salatin, aw nasiyaha, fal yuaddiha iza dhakaraha. فَذَلِكَ وَقْتُهَا أَوْ كَمَا قَالَ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمْ Whosoever overslept from his prayer or forgotten his prayer, he will do it as soon he wake up or he will do it as soon he remember. Again, this is the proper way. And this doesn't apply to the people who do it intentionally. If you miss your prayer intentionally, because you was busy doing something else, there is no kafara for this 
There is no qada, like some people say, we make it qada, this is not right. That there is nothing for it except the tawbah. Okay? Except the tawbah. Because Allah had made a special time for it. So the time is gone, so you lost it. You could not make your own deen by making your salah whenever you feel to make it. Allah make it from 1 o'clock until 4 o'clock. So this is the time for you to make your salah. Unless you are a traveler, this is a different story. So we are talking about people who miss their prayer. They forgot the prayer or they overslept, not intentionally, okay? Now when they will make up this salah, as soon as they remember or as soon as they get up from their prayer. Also, from the common mistakes, that people will do they neglect or overlook or they did not show concern to the optional prayer and assuming that as long you did the obligatory prayer this is enough because the hadith of the Bedouin man who asked the Prophet ﷺ, and every time he asked the Prophet, did Allah make anything obligatory upon me other than this? He said, except that you make optional. And the man said, by Allah, I did not do any more. And the Prophet said, this man will be in Jannah if he keep his word. This is true. If you pray the five time prayers only, no sinners, that you will go to paradise. But who can guarantee that the five time prayer that you make it is perfect as this Sahabi is completed, that you have enough devotion in it? Nevertheless, even if you imagine so, we have to understand the necessity of optional prayer because if there is any shortage in your prayer in the day of judgment Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will say to the angel he will say to the angels look and see if my slave have any optional prayer so we can make up or batch his obligatory prayer so if you don't have any thing in your saving now you're going to meet Allah with a obligatory prayer which you have shortage in it how are you going to fix it there is nothing to fix it you choose to drive without a spare tire now you have a flat tire now what you're going to do you'll be stuck okay so I understand sometimes we rush to go to our work Sometimes we're lazy, but we could not take it a habit that we never pray any sunnah prayer. This is too bad, and we should be concerned about the love of Allah and getting closer to Allah, as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying, وَمَا يَزَالُ عَبْدِي يَتَقَرَّبُ إِلَيَّ بِالنَّوَافِلْ حَتَّى أُحِبَّهِ My slave servant continuing coming to me with optional deed, 
until I will love him. So if you want to get closer to Allah, and you want Allah to love you, you need to do more optional prayer in addition to your obligatory prayer. Number nine, from the common mistakes that done by some Muslims, especially women who took their babies with them to the mosque, and the baby start crying, she will leave the baby crying, disturbing the whole salah until she finish. This is not right, because the sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam that to carry children during the salah if it's needed, or if the person wished so, that it doesn't break the prayer. And we see the Prophet ﷺ, he gave the good example of being kind and loving with his granddaughter Umama, daughter of Zainab, daughter of Rasulullah ﷺ. The Prophet ﷺ led the prayer, while he was carrying here. Therefore, if a brother take his son with him, and his little kid, start running between the ranks, disturbing the Muslims, or that he start crying, he should carry him with no problem, because this doesn't break your prayer. And also we, we have to always remind our children about the proper way how they're supposed to behave in the mosque. Not only take them in the mosque and turn them loose, but they have to get to learn about the adab and the proper behavior in the mosque. It is good that we take our children so they can get used to the mosque and they will love the mosque but in same time that we need what? To remind them about the proper respect and the proper behavior in the mosque. From the common mistake that some people, they think that since you are a traveler, that you don't have to make Salat Jama'ah. And the Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam been commanded to make Salat al-Jama'ah even in the time of war. Subhanallah. In time of war. And Allah taught them how to split the army to two parties and how one party will be standing there with their webbing watching while the rest of the army following the Prophet ﷺ in the prayer. And after this, those people who pray with the Prophet وسلم, they will take a step back for the other group to come and to pray with the Prophet وسلم, to take a turn. So is the Salah obligatory prayer in the Jama'ah, even in the time of Jihad? Can you imagine in other time? So if the people traveling together, they should make Jama'ah. And if a person as individual and he is a traveler, and he's in a hotel, or in a house, or wherever he is, and he beside the mosque, 
and he heard the adhan, he need to go and make the salah with the jama'ah. From the common mistake that the mu'azzin during the adhan in time of cold or rain, he will say, Hayya ala salah. The proper way is for him to say, Sallu firrihal. Sallu firrihal, that means pray in your houses, pray in your tent, pray wherever you are. That means he informing them that the time for prayer is in, but he is not calling them to the mosque. And alhamdulillah, this out of the easiness of Islam, the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that when snow or rain, cold weather, or any disaster outside weather, why? That the people are permitted to pray in their houses, they did not have to come to pray in the mosque. This is the sunnah of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. In addition to this, number 11, the common mistakes done by some Muslims, especially when they pray in the mosque, that when they finish, finish the obligatory prayer, they will get up and make the sunnah prayer in the same spot. And the proper way, that a person not to join the prayer like this. He has to speak or to move from his spot. Okay? He has to speak to somebody like, say, Assalamu alaikum, how you doing? Or whatever conversation they want to carry. Or he will remove himself from the spot that he prays obligatory at least one or two steps and take another spot and make the optional prayer. As it came in the hadith, in the collection of Imam Muslim, rahmatullahi alayhi, that Amarana Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Alla nusila salah, Alla nusila salah, bisalah, hatta natakallam, aw nakhruj. Okay? That the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam had commanded us, not to join the prayer together. Not to join the prayer together. Unless that we speak or step out. So to be a difference between the obligatory prayer and the optional prayer. The same way like in Ramadan, the Prophet ﷺ, he taught us not to advance Ramadan with a day or two days. So, we always have to make a difference between what's obligatory, make a space between what's obligatory and what is optional. You notice also that when you go to your Eid, Eid prayer, the Prophet ﷺ recommended that the person, he will eat some dates or eat something before he go to the Musalla of Eid. 
Alright, because this is day of Eid. Now, it has to be a difference between yesterday, which is Ramadan, and today, which is Eid. So, in this time, yesterday you was fasting, but this time now is Eid, you're supposed to be breaking your fast. And there is a lot of example about things like this. One last thing, inshallah, that I won't get the attention, especially men, to that some of the brothers, they go to the mosque to make their obligatory prayer, which is something good. But a good number, they did not ask when they return home to make sure that the wife had made salah or the children had made salah. Especially the children, they need a lot of reminder. So it's not sufficient that the father or the parents be concerned about their prayer and they forget about the children. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying, وَأْمُرْ أَهْلَكَ بِالصَّلَاةِ وَاسْتَبِرْ عَلَيْهَا Command your children with the prayer and have patience with it. So we have always to be concerned about reminding our prayer. And we have to remember that as Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, كُلُّكُمْ رَاعٍ وَكُلُّكُمْ مَسْؤُولٌ عَنْ رَعِيَّتِهِ Each one of you is a shepherd, is a governor. And each one of you will be questioned about his government. Therefore, I remind myself, as well my brothers and sisters, that we always check on our children, make sure that they did their salah. And with this, inshallah, we come to the end of this subject, which is a common mistake done by some Muslims during their prayer. Hopefully, inshallah, that we have benefited something out of this subject. And next week, inshallah, hopefully, we'll be starting something new. With this, I appreciate your participation. Jazakumullah khairan. And inshallah, if anybody have any question concerning what I said today, you may present it now. Subhanakallahumma bihamdik. Ashadu an la ilaha illa ant. أستغفرك وأتوب إليك وإياكم In conclusion, we ask Allah that He brings you benefit through this lecture. For more information, you may contact us through the following address. The Islamic Propagation Office Rabwa, P.O. Box 29457 Saudi Arabia Phone 445-4900 Also 4916065 Feel free to visit our website at www.islamhouse.com 
السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته